Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension, and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred liturgy, the sacred scriptures, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 28th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Cesarius of Arles, another new voice for this podcast. St. Cesarius was born in the year 470 and died in 543. He spent 40 years of his life as Bishop of Arles, an important political, industrial, and theological center near Marseille. In his day, he was known as a gifted and popular preacher whose theology was grounded very much in the thought of St. Augustine of Hippo. Much of Cesarius's preaching took a cue from various Old Testament events, and he often linked them with the prayers of Israel, as found in the book of Psalms. And now, from St. Cesarius of Arles, an excerpt from his Sermon 129 on Blessed Elisha and his servant Gehazi. Now Naaman, the general of the army, who was a leper, but at the suggestion of a servant girl, came to Blessed Elisha to be cured, prefigured the Gentiles. That girl had been led from Judea as a captive and told her mistress that if her master would go to Blessed Elisha, he would recover his health. She was an image of prophecy. For although at the time the grace of prophecy flourished in Judea alone, still, it was inevitable that the blessed knowledge of it would reach the neighboring nations also. Therefore, Naaman listened to the girl and came to Elisha, The Gentiles heard the prophet and came to Christ. Upon coming to Elisha, Naaman was healed of his leprosy. And upon coming to Christ, the Gentiles were cleansed 
from all the leprosy of their sins. Let us further see what blessed Elisha commanded Naaman the Syrian. Go, he says, and wash seven times in the Jordan. When Naaman heard that he was to wash seven times in the Jordan, he was indignant and did not want to comply. But, accepting the advice of his friends, consented to be washed and was cleansed. This signified that before Christ was crucified, the Gentiles did not believe in Christ when he spoke in his own person. But afterwards, devoutly came to the sacrament of baptism after the preaching of the apostles. For this reason, Elisha told Naaman to wash seven times in the Jordan. See, brethren, Elisha sent Naaman to the river Jordan because Christ was to send the Gentiles to baptism. Moreover, the fact that Elisha did not touch Naaman himself or baptize him showed that Christ did not come to the Gentiles himself, but through his apostles to whom he said, Go and baptize all the nations in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Notice further that Naaman, who prefigured the Gentiles, recovered his health in the same river which Christ later consecrated by his baptism. However, when Naaman heard that he was to wash seven times in the Jordan, he became angry and said, Are not the waters of my region better? The rivers of Damascus, the Abana, and the Farfar, that I may wash in them and be made clean? When he had said this, his servants advised him to agree to the counsel of the prophet. Carefully notice what this means, brethren. Holy Elisha, as we said, typified our Lord and Savior while Naaman prefigured the Gentiles. The fact that Naaman believed he would recover his health as a result of his own rivers indicates that the human race presumed on its free will and its own merits. But without the grace of Christ, their own merits cannot possess health, although they can have leprosy. For this reason, if the human race had not followed the example of Naaman and listened to the advice of Elisha with humility, receiving the gift of baptism through the grace of Christ, they would not be freed from the leprosy of original and actual sins. Wash seven times, he said, 
because of the sevenfold grace of the Holy Spirit, which reposed in Christ our Lord. Moreover, when our Lord was baptized in the river, the Holy Spirit came upon him in the form of a dove. When Naaman descended into the river as a figure of baptism, his flesh became like the flesh of a little child. Notice, beloved brethren, for you know that all who are baptized are still called infants, whether they are old men or young. Those who are born old through Adam and Eve are reborn as young men through Christ and the church. The first birth begets men unto death, the second one unto life. The former produces children of wrath, the latter generates them again as vessels of mercy. The apostle says, In Adam, all die. In Christ, all will be made to live. Therefore, just as Naaman, although he was an old man, became like a boy by washing seven times, so the Gentiles, although old by reason of their former sins, and covered with the many spots of iniquity as with leprosy, are renewed by the grace of baptism in such a way that no leprosy of either original or actual sin remains in them. Thus, following the example of Naaman, they are renewed like little children by salutary baptism. Although they have always been bent down, under the weight of sins. Then may be fulfilled in them what the Apostle tells the Church concerning Christ, that he may present to himself the Church not having spot or wrinkle. When Naaman later was cleansed and offered blessed Elisha gifts which he refused to accept, Understand in this a prefiguring of the grace of Christ. It is called grace because it is freely given. Thus indeed, Christ told his disciples in the gospel, Cure the sick, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Since we see all the mysteries of our Lord, which were prefigured in the Jews, fulfilled in us, let us thank God as much as we can, even if it is not as much as we should. Without any preceding merits of ours, he has deigned to confer such great blessings upon us. For the sake of our salvation, he not only sent his disciples, but even came down himself, patiently bearing for us the scourges, the reproaches, and other insults of which we read. 
He was wounded to heal our wounds. He died to free us from eternal death. He descended into hell to rescue us from the jaws of the most cruel dragon. He arose from the dead to inspire us with the hope of a resurrection. He ascended into heaven to show us where we should follow him. What then will we give the Lord in return for these gifts we cannot imagine or express in words? Let us continually thank him as much as we can, as I already said, and with his help, strive that his gifts and benefits may avail to our progress, not judgment. Let us endeavor to fulfill his precepts, so that when the day of judgment comes, we may be freed from the evil hearing. Then there may be directed to us that desirable word, Come, blessed, receive the kingdom which was prepared for you from the foundation of the world. May the Lord bring us to this under his protection, to whom is honor and glory, together with the Father and the Holy Spirit, world without end. Amen. St. Cesarius of Arles, pray for us. Let us pray. May your grace, O Lord, we pray, at all times go before us and follow after and make us always determined to carry out good works. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.